Hey guys, I'm going to tell you something you probably already know. Your girl takes a little bit longer to come than you do, right? It's true. It's a fact, but you could totally fix that with Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy that wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer because it doesn't transfer to your partner and it's not going to totally numb you out. And for your partner, they have warming gel that is my personal favorite. I love it. They also sell lube and condoms and sex toys. Just go to their website. They have everything you need for a really fun hot night of SEX. And today, just for listening to this episode, I'm going to give you 15% off your first order. That's 15% off all your promescent products. All you need to do is go to delayspray.com. Use my promo code strictlyanon15 for 15% off. Just go to delayspray.com. Use my promo code strictlyanon15 for 15% off. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% will be automatically applied at checkout. Not only do I recommend Promescent, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them. I promise you will not be disappointed. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show. Or, well, I say it's a call and advice show because I love to give advice, but a lot of times people are just calling in to tell me about their secret naughty lives uh, while remaining anonymous because I change everybody's voices. So if you want to be on the show, you could follow. DM me on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. Or you could email me, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. So today I have on Frenchie, Frenchie superstar. <laughs> she is a fucking star. Okay, she, I found her because she was on a YouTube channel. She got interviewed on a YouTube channel, Soft White Underbelly. It's a pretty amazing channel and her video went viral so viral that it popped up on my feed and I was like oh what's this you know I had heard about this channel before he does these amazing inter- interviews with super interesting people and I clicked on her video and when I started to hear her talk I was like fascinated from her first story of how she became an a quote-unquote escort she doesn't even call herself an expert <laughs> an escort. She calls herself a sex artist and she explains why. I mean, from that first story of how she got into it to all the other stories that come after are fucking fascinating. I knew a lot of her stories because once I tuned into her 
episode on YouTube, I couldn't stop listening. So I knew her whole story. And I'm like, I need to get her on my show so she could tell you guys her story because it's fascinating. We talk about how she started being an escort. We talk about that first night that things changed for her. We talk about, you know, when she went to the brothels and worked there because she did. We talk about her experience with Dennis Hoff. That's the lead guy there. We talk about there's a Ron Jeremy story that goes down. We talk about some of her clients and how she feels about them. We talk about her dating life and how she goes about navigating that. We talk about uh, a whole bunch of things because I wound up after I heard her on on uh, the YouTube show I went and followed her on Instagram and let me tell you I was like mesmerized and fascinated by her Instagram story she just puts everything out there and we talk a little bit about her whole drama that has gone on with this guy named Sharp he was on the underbelly I don't know if you follow her you might know about it if not you got to hear about it from her because she explains it she is uh, very open. She's very honest. I'm going to do a part two with her and get you more stories. Okay. This is like I said, just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more going on with her and she's already agreed to come back on. And next time she comes on, I'm going to have a video of her because did I tell you she's like a 12 on a scale of one to 10? She's like a 12, like on top of all the things that you're going to think about her when you listen to her, like she's hot. Okay, she sent me pics. You can see her on her Instagram. She gives a shout out to that. Her Instagram will be in the description. I have pictures of her on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. That's in the description too. <laughs> but anyway, you're going to love her. I promise. Sit back, relax. I'm going to be right back on with Frenchie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Frenchie, Frenchie Superstar. Is that your name? Is that the correct name? Where did I, I get Frenchie Superstar from? Frenchie Superstar or Francesca Comanetti. So it's kind of my professional stage name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, love, I love Francesca because it's strong and soft at the same time. And Comanetti is from Nadia Comanetti, the gymnast. Yeah. And I was a gymnast and she was scoring perfect score. And when I started getting reviewed... Uh, on an escort website, yeah. I start getting 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And so I call myself Francesca Comaneci. Oh my God, I love that. Well, first of all, Francesca is a very hot name, okay? You are a hot girl. I know you because somehow your video, and I guess it's because it went viral, right? On Soft White Underbelly, your interview yeah. popped up on my YouTube thing one day. And typically I'm so busy with my own show and my own shit. I don't watch other people's interviews, but I like literally five minutes in, I'm like, I can't turn this off. This girl's story is so fascinating. I almost don't want to know everything because I need to get you on my show, you know? <laughs> and your your interview with him, it p- popped up on my screen because it went viral. I mean, I checked today. It's It has over 5 million views and that's the first one and then you were on a second time because you have that many stories and that interesting of a life. Yes, so we did a part two because mm-hmm. it's really hard to, you know, the, the, the first episode it was to highlight the big lines yeah. of how things unfolded mm-hmm. and then went more in depth um, in the second episode about the brothel because I had, a, I had a, about three years in the brothel in different houses mm-hmm. and it was important for me to highlight what was happening behind the walls uh, because it is a legal platform but a lot of illegal things are happening 
on that legal platform. And it was important to highlight it. I love that episode too. I mean, typically I don't like to know anything about my callers. I love getting on the phone with a total stranger and then just like my own curiosity picks them apart and gets their whole story because I just find people fascinating. Um, But I did, I couldn't stop listening to your episodes and I watch both of them. So I know a lot of your stories, the brothel stories. I mean, you have so many great ones. You know, I'd love to start at the beginning, because I feel like you did have so many pivotal moments in your life. And it's not like you sought out to be an escort. And you don't even call yourself an escort or a prostitute. Like you call yourself a sex artist, right? Absolutely. Or a, a little sex doctor. Yeah. I mean, at this at this point, I think I'm even like a pra- practitioner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I, I do uh, energy healing. Oh, really? Um, sexual healing. I mean, it's a little bit more than just, you know, sucking your dick and bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. work I work on uh, their problem emotionally, mm-hmm. physically. There is some guys, they, you know, uh, they completely lose their, their composure. They don't get hard. The less they get hard, the less they get hard. And I, okay, I just tell them, okay, let's breathe and let's talk. And because we talk about it and I give them tools, uh, and reinsurance as well. I really reinsure them. Like, listen, you do not have a problem with right. your dick. You have a problem with your mind. Right. Your mind is getting just a little bit too panicked, and a boner is not going to be created by panic. It's mm-hmm. going to be created by excitement. So let's stay excited. So I just tell them, let's go back to erotica. In your head, there is no panic. There is sex inside of your head. Go inside of a gangbang. Go inside of the favorite porn yeah. that you want inside yeah, of yeah. your head. Yeah. To combat those thoughts that are not welcome because those thoughts are going to prevent you from having a great and nice time with me. And they understood. They literally, you know, put my advice to practice and boom, what do we have? A boner. (laughs) Yeah, well... I mean, I know that you also, when you were talking about when you're on your end, when you're, you know, when you're with a client that you kind of click into Francesca, like she's just like a a certain part of you, right? That you click into when you're with your clients. Yes. So Francesca, she's literally my alter. Yeah. She's my, uh, like we literally at this point live in symbiosis. I switch, I do switch on and off. At the very beginning, it was a problem. So. I'm going to explain. And it's not being crazy or being a schizophrenic or having, you know, split personality. I had to create a perfect little woman, you know, that is dressed a certain way, talks a certain way, is very desirable and very flirty. And, you know, what I am not naturally, Francesca is. Right. Okay. So in order to live in symbiosis with her, I had to juggle because suddenly my phone is ringing for Francesca 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? This is yeah. somebody I created, and she's more important than me. Yeah, that's because interesting. Because everybody wants Francesca. And so I had, to ju- like I had to juggle and pretty much modulate between, okay, when is it time to switch off? Because it became to a point that it was such a strong personality that everybody wanted. I did not switch off. I would stay Francesca at the bar, at the club. If you wanted to talk with me, it had to be because it was business. Yeah. And I had to stop that. I had to completely switch that off. And so now I know how to juggle between my social life as me and as Francesca, which is only with clients on and off. So it took me two years mm-hmm. to modulate. Yeah, to modulate between the two and kind of 
leaving some biases and not let Francesca take over my life where to where I have to just be her, always, you know, doled up and always ready for clients and always on my phone. Mm-hmm. I did not have a life because of Francesca. She was taking the, 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 the she was taking the whole life, my whole life. So I started going to parties, on cruises, to me, put my social skill to the test. Am I desirable? Am I actually, you know, and yes, absolutely. But I had to put myself out there in the social, um, you know, organic world mm-hmm. of the club. Right. To know who I was. I was losing myself the two first year because of Francesca. She became way too important. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I've never heard someone explain it that way. But, you know, I could yeah. see how you would need to create that balance. And I think it's really real life for you to be like, listen, it took me two years. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I probably if you had a conversation with like a like a famous actor, they would feel they could, it's probably the same thing. Like when someone does a role, you know, and has to be in character for so long, it's no different. You know, how do you let go of that, especially if it's like a really intense character? As, remember the Joker? I think he yeah. actually, like I think it was a dramatic story about that. Yeah, uh, you can get so much into the persona mm-hmm. that it's, it it is actually hard to switch off. Again, I had to kind of modulate with somebody actually created. Yeah, no, that's great. But I need to like people need to know how it started because it's not like you decided, oh, I'm gonna go be a sex artist to, you know, escort. I mean, it, it kind of happened by accident and the story is like fascinating. That's what drew me it's in. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So this is how literally one night, one connection can change the whole direction. I mean, we're talking about like the whole direction. We went 180 on that one. Yeah. Cause so you were working was, at a bank. <laughs> yes. I was in the corporate world. I was actually really good in a, uh, corporate prisoner i was really good at everything i started because i just i'm i'm i guess i just like results i'm a capricorn yeah so i get shit done you mm-hmm. know like i'm very um grounded and goal oriented so my goal in the corporate world it was to slowly climb the ladder to the executive level you know and i was going to be happy like that mm-hmm. but then when i worked at the bank i was the trainer i was um, training the new people and the new girl <laughs> she completely changed my life this girl I swear to god I mean within a couple of days we were friends yeah. you know it's a very small town and it was something about her and we were smoking our joints during our break and she was always talking about sex and I was really fascinated by the fact that she was completely open about it and I mean I fucked maybe like three or four guys when I was talking to her and this is what she would fuck literally on a weekly basis so I'm like this girl is something else Yeah, I loved it <laughs> yeah. and so and so after a couple of months, uh, she tricked me into going to that swinger party. That I had no idea it was a swinger party, mind you. Mm-hmm. She told me it was a lingerie party. Right there, I was not even okay with it. You know, my ex-husband, I was married, and this is another chapter. Mm-hmm. I was uh, going through separation. I was. We were doing a dissolution when that happened. And my ex-husband would not at all let me be sexy. Right, at all. okay. Not mm-hmm. even for him. Not for me, not for nobody. So you can imagine it was like a very big step for me when I was working in the street of San Francisco with stripper shoes, half naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We arrived at the we arrived at the party. And honestly, I'm I'm really sensitive to vibes and energy. Mm-hmm. I'm an empath. And yeah. I knew right away that particular energy I was working into, I it was very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. I never felt and saw something like this. Okay. Um, 
the women were extremely friendly and they're usually not friendly. So I'm like, what is the catch? Like, what's going on in here? All right. You know? they're not so at, at, first, at first, when we arrived with my girlfriends, I didn't even know we were the, the only single girls of the party. You know, I didn't really put A and B together. It mm -hmm. was a lot of women taking pictures together, being, you know, half naked, doing, you know, kissing show and, you know, like showing their boobs. I mean, it was very sexual, sexually tense mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. that I was really not used to. And at this point, I was kind of a prude. And I'm feeling uncomfortable because a lot of people are looking at me and coming to me, like a lot of women are coming yeah. to me and there is no man talking to me. They're in the background looking at the show and I'm like, what is this circus? <laughs> so at first I thought that there were lesbians and men were there to just like perverts kind of, mm -hmm. you know, creeps. And like the vibe was just so foreign. I'm like, okay, let, I'm going to go outside smoke. And like, thanks God, because again, like that window, that little window changed the whole course of my life. If I was not there at that very moment, um, I, I probably would not be talking with you. Right. So again, this is like, and I repeat myself, but it really was important that night that I was at the right place because the way he unfolded. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. If sexual pleasure is a priority in your life, which I'm assuming it is, that's why you're here, right? <laughs> then your sexual health should also be top priority. Knowing your STD status protects not only you, but also all of your partners. <laughs> and now you could discreetly test at home with EverlyWell. EverlyWell is digital healthcare designed for you. They have over 30 at-home lab tests, including food sensitivity tests, a celiac screening test, a women's health test. That's the one I'm doing. And the STD test, which is going to test you for seven types of STDs. And all of these tests are done in the privacy of your own home. And it's super simple. You're going to just order your test. Everly sends everything you need in one package. You just collect your sample at home, send it back. There's prepaid shipping. And then your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. That's right. It's super easy. I ordered, I told you, the women's health kit, and I can't wait to take it. I love knowing what's going on in my body. <laughs> and you should too. Go get tested. And for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash strictly anon. That's everlywell.com slash strictly anon for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and make sure you use the code at the top of the page. Thanks, Everly Well, for sponsoring this episode. So she's asking me a cigarette. I don't even know if it was a short cigarette, but she, she's smoking with me. Mm -hmm. And she's flirting and she's asking me questions. 
And she figured out that, okay, like this girl is a single girl's core, you know, because they're always looking for that. In the swinger party, they're always looking for the unicorns. Yeah. You know, like the complete swap is kind of by default, you know, like to tell you the truth, but that's another chapter. Uh, what they really want is like that cute little single girl that mm-hmm. they can both do is. And suddenly, like, she sees an opportunity in me. <laughs> so she's like, come here, little, yeah, little puppy. So she brings me to her table. Her husband was so fucking hot, I swear to God. I mean, both of them, you know, they're the power couple? Right. They were. They're fucking hot. They're hot. They're successful. They, they, they're just like, you know, they just eat. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of actually really charmed to be around them. My girlfriend, I mean, I, I had her in my sight for a second. And then she completely vanished. And it was impossible to get a hold of her for the rest of the fucking night. At 2 a.m., they're asking me, are you okay? Because they see me a little bit in distress. And I'm like, I lost my girlfriend. I lost my ride. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was a little bit drunk. So I was like, you know, uh, they could see, you know, I, I needed help at this point. So they're like, do you want to come with us? So I trusted them. They were so fucking cute and everything. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Let's actually go in depth because I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't really talk about so much sex on the channel with Mark. Yes, but you can hear it for sure. That night was mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Okay, so we arrived at the house. First of all, they they were living in a freaking beautiful villa. Amazing. When I arrived, I'm like, wow. Okay, those people are like hot, successful, everything. I mean, Jesus Christ. And at one point, they brought me to this uh, room. It's kind of their playroom because they had, you know, swing. Kamasutra chair, right. um, bunch of stuff. And they had like this little weird cage, like almost like an arch. And so when they, they gave me a tour of the house and I saw that, I, I got really nervous because I asked them, what, what is this? They're like, oh, you're going to find out later. And <laughs> suddenly I'm thinking, I'm thinking, are they dangerous? You know, are yeah. they, am I going to? I'm go- am I going to be abducted by them? You see so much shit in America, of you course, know? you don't know. <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I going to put me in a cave and just turn me into their slave? Because... Okay, anyway, we're going back downstairs, more tequila, more talking. And at one point, they put music and I'm in a sandwich. She's in the front. She's kissing me. He's in the back. I'm so drunk at this point. I'm kind of going with it. Yeah. Um, I don't even, like, I don't even know how he actually unfolded like this. Because usually I would have t- told them, like, okay, no, 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 you guys, calm the fuck down. But I went with it. Yeah. They were just hot and it felt good. So I, I'm like, okay, this is new. We go to that room. And now I'm finding out what is this heart. So he tied her up to it. He actually put a handcuff and he was those little hooks, you know, so he was hooking her, her hands and her feet. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, he cracked her panty, put it in her mouth with a gag ball. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is kinky. And they're putting a strap on on me with a little teeny insert. And he's telling me to fuck her ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no way. Yeah, these are the okay. details we didn't hear over there. <laughs> so first of all, I never even seen a strap on in my life. Right. Yet worn one, yet fucked with one. Mm-hmm. I never seen this before. And I'm on the spot. And you know, no, I did it. And what's, what's funny about a strap on is you're not connected. So when it comes out, you don't even know. You keep, you know, kind of humping her ass. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was very, very awkward. So anyway. Fast forward to, she's still tied up with the gag ball, and he's fucking me on the floor. Right. And he's like whispering a bunch of shit in my ear. Oh my goodness, I never came so fast. <laughs> and so many times. <laughs> but yeah. It was super hot. Was that your but first yeah, time with just... a woman, or had you been with women before? 
Yeah, with my ex-husband, we had a few threesome. But okay. I I was more the warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not really playing with the girl. It was too soft. I, like, yeah, there is something like the, the energy of a woman on me is too soft. Like I need to, the, you know, I'm pretty alpha. Yeah, so I, I need understand. I take over that energy. So a woman is, is usually, yeah, like it's, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, that threesome was, uh, that night was crazy. He, he fucked me on the floor while she was tied up. And then like, even in the bed, she was still tied up in the bed and he fucked me next to her. I mean, that was ridiculous. I had three good fucking orgasms that night. And so after hours of this, that was ridiculous. He did some crazy shit to her. I mean, like she was into getting spanked and, and the deep throat. I mean, like she was doing stuff like porn star. Like right. I would only see this in porn and now it's live in front of me. So I'm a voyeur. Are you kidding me? I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. It was perfect for me. And so we're sleeping and finally we are calling a cab for me. And he was promotion in his office for a minute. He gives me an envelope. So for me, the envelope was the pictures. You know, I just thought that he printed the picture and he gave it to me. Which I thought in my head when he gave me the envelope, how sweet. <laughs> like, what a nice dude. He actually printed the picture that we had at the party and then together that night. Right. So I didn't even open the envelope. I'm fucking tired. You're kidding me? Like, we really fucked all night long. <laughs> so I'm meeting with my girlfriend and I'm going home. I'm sleeping. And this is when I woke up that I realized that it was money. Now, they were really intoxicated, okay? So suddenly I'm having this envelope with money and I'm taking this picture. So I'm thinking they're going to think I stole it. So <laughs> oh, I, wrong envelope, yeah, right? That's why I caught them. Like, like most likely most women would, you know, they would just take the money. No, I'm like, oh my God, I was mortified, mortified. Yeah. What the fuck is this money? They must have got so fucked up that they give me the wrong envelope. I need to call them to, you know, let them know like, hey. So they're confused that, I'm confused. And at the end, when we actually, you know, because they asked me, like, friendly, like, weren't you working? Like, but, but <laughs> ask what? What do you mean? I'm a banker. No, no, I'm not working. <laughs> Are you calling me a prostitute? I mean, I'm like, I was really, really mortified. Yeah. And um, they say you were with your girlfriend, one of those girls that come every once in a while, and they're like the sugar baby, they're the unicorn. We always take care of them. We always pick one up, and we take care of them. I'm like, oh. What? Does this even exist? I mean, yeah. I mean, America since like ten years at this point, and you're gonna tell me that there is girls that just get paid to have orgasms? <laughs> <laughs> or, this is cool. <laughs> I am discovering more and more stuff about this country every day. So, all right. So now, when you are trained and tamed in the corporate world, and you are a little cage, you are in a little cage and a little routine. Well, when you open the door of that cage, just like a little animal, like I used to be in that cage, you don't even come out of it. It took me eight months to get out of the corporate world. And I still work uh, every last Saturday of each month. Once a month, I would go to the swinger parties. And I would bank more in one night than I would make in one month. And I still stayed eight months doing my 160 <laughs> hours like what right, it's insanity right it's insanity yeah. and i'm pretty fucking smart this is how well they train you this is how well we get brainwashed and how well we get um conditioned right yeah you were afraid At to give up the security or something it's we let it, it we are human and we're not like a faucet yeah. that we can turn on and off mm-hmm. and so it's really hard to radically change overnight a lifestyle yeah. ideas mm-hmm. um 
I think also I was very normal. So it was my transition between, it's not like it's not normal, basically, you know, it's not your first peak of a job when you are five years old, you want to be a hairdresser, a nurse, <laughs> you know, you, you don't <laughs> want to be great. like suddenly, you know, um, you know, um, pretty much selling your company. Yeah. Because people are, people say selling your body, but I don't see it as selling my body. My body is mine at the end of the story. It's not mm-hmm. like they own my body. We all sell a part of our body. If you are a mechanic, you're selling, you know, your brain and your arms. I mean, we all sell a part of our body at work, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So in that case, yes, but you too, <laughs> you know? Everybody sells a little piece of themselves, you know, like I just decided to do it my way. Now I'm getting lost again. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So let's go back to it. So eight months. Mm-hmm. I remember at this point, uh, I my name grew into the parties because it's kind of a small community, but it's up to 700 people during the big events because right. it was three to four big venues per year. And the rest of them were smaller venues. So during the big venues, I mean, my name became pretty much like you got to book this girl. So now I'm, I'm getting hit up outside of my one time a month. Right. Now I'm working couple time a month. I'm working three, four time a month. And I'm making $10,000 now. And I'm making, you know, 3000 at the bank. And I'm, that didn't <laughs> make sense before. At this point, he hit me. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Are you, 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 are you torturing yourself, really? Yeah. So I stopped. Yeah, I stopped and I decided to fly with my own wings. And this is it was the beginning of a uh, of um, of me as a as a sex worker. And did you always work for yourself? I know that you eventually go to the brothels in Vegas, and like I said, we're going to get to that because there's so many fascinating stories there. But when you were doing it on your own after you left the bank, did you always work for yourself? Did you ever work for an oh. agency? Oh no 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 never! I didn't even think about it. I didn't even know it existed. It was very organic the way it unfolded. Right. It was mm-hmm. very organic. Nobody obviously nobody showed me or explained me. So the way I lived it, yeah, was like almost blindly. You know, nobody told me like, oh, watch out with this and be careful with that. Like yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody. I was not, you know, I didn't, I didn't get mentored at all. I mentored myself, really, and so. It was actually random again. I was flipping through the channel and I found um, the the show, The Cat House. I got so fascinated. I'm not kidding you because I was putting my pinky toe into that world. And now I'm having like women talking about a place that I never know existed. Again, boom, I'm learning something. There is in Nevada, brothels. Right. Where women, I mean, you see on the show, I don't know if you saw the cat house show, but they're very like smiling all the time. It's like a, like a party all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to fucking go. I need to go there. Like, this is a happy place. Now, it is a happy place. Okay. Like, if you, if you, if you do remove Dennis, it was no cash. No cash, twisters, not really. You know, mm-hmm. I made a lot of fucking money. I was personally treated really good by the staff. It's, it's, it's not like Dennis didn't treat me well. He treated me too well. He wanted a piece of my pussy all the time, you know, Frenchy, Frenchy, Frenchy. Like it was harassment at this point. It was really heavy. I was terrified of him. As soon as he was in the parlor, I was in my room or outside or I was like, you know, crawling into a little ball. I was very, very uh, uncomfortable around this man. And when that's tweet, Dennis Hoft. He's the guy that runs all the places in case anyone doesn't know who that guy is. But he's like the main guy. Yes. So Dennis, Dennis and I, it was, uh, it was a very strange dynamic because you see him on TV and this is not at all how you pursue him. You see him as like this businessman. He, he always has women throwing themselves at him and everything. But really, sit down, he, 
he, he's forcing himself on half of them, you know? Right. And he did with you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The thing, like, it was, we can go in depth with that, that one too if you want, but um, it was clearly uh, the most awkward encounter of my life. So I, he got me a new bed. Knock, knock, knock. On a text. He's texting me. He's texting me. How do you like your new bed, Angel? Thank you so much, Dennis. I love it. It's a magnificent bed. Magnificent. Uh, but yeah, he's right behind the door. Knock, knock. He's right there. And he's like, well, we're going to test the new bed. The thing is, I am at this point not psychologically or even physically prepared to fucking deal with this shit. When right. you get picked at the lineup, when you get picked at the at the bunny ranch at the at the lineup, you go with the client, you you know, you break the ice, you you feeling the client. <laughs> if I don't want to fucking uh, even deal with that client, I just price myself really high. He doesn't want to deal with me. Boom. This is usually the best way you not to book with somebody. Because for example, uh, if you had dirty teeth or anything physically that I didn't, you know, I was, it was turned off by, <laughs> yeah. I cannot book with you. No, yeah. I can't. Yeah, okay, I understand. A, yeah. No, mm-hmm. okay, you have a pimple on your face or anything. No, no, no. That, may, that might be stuff. Uh-uh, I'm really clinical. Mm-hmm. So Dennis, the way he did it, I, I, it's forced. It's bam, on the spot. At this very moment, I don't know how to say no. I like I don't know how to face uh, men the way I can face a man today. Right. In this very moment, I am fresh meat. Okay. I am new. I am um, obedient, submissive almost. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. It's his house. He's the boss. And so I am. I'm, I'm in a position that I never been before in my life, ever. Are you turned on by what you hear? I know I am turned on by what I hear. And that's why I love Dipsy Stories. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories made just for you. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy is something for you. Whether you want to hear stories with two girls or two guys or stories about BDSM or solo play, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They have hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So there's always something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories now, wellness sessions, and they also offer written stories. And you know what I love about Dipsy is they have a jump to the action button, okay? I always talk about this because I think it's actually a really cool feature. If you are reading these stories and you just want to get right to the good parts because you're like, you know, don't have enough time or something, (laughs) you can do that. You could press a button and you're going to get right to where the action starts. What are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy now. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Thanks, Dipsy, for sponsoring this episode. Hey, listen, guys. I have always kind of secretly felt sorry for you <laughs> because I never really thought there were any good vibrators out there for guys. But that all changed when I found out about 
the Tenuto 2 Vibrator by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto 2 is an award-winning, flexible, wearable vibrator that is designed for men with women in mind. And that's because the Tenuto has four motors that are placed in the perfect location. So they not only vibrate you, they vibrate your girl at the same time. There are also 16 intensities, eight preset vibrations to choose from, and there's an app that goes with it so you can customize your whole experience. The Tenuto is also good for solo play. I think that's one of its big benefits, okay? You want a hands-free orgasm? Then get yourself a Tenuto 2 Vibrator by Mystery Vibe. Just go to mysteryvibe.com and use my code strictly 15 for 15% off. That's mysteryvibe.com. Use my code strictly 15 for 15% off. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring my show. Right, because you like have to fuck someone that you really don't want to. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Rose. And then also he had diabetes, so his dick didn't function. So here he is spending a couple of minutes trying to make himself hard, trying to make oh to make God. me suck on it, which it was like horrible. I mean, oh who God. likes to fucking suck on a limb dick? It's yeah. the worst. It makes you gag. It's horrible. And so here I am like spending like that couple of minutes of like awkwardness. And then he's saying that it's not working. So he's starting licking my pussy he's, yeah, with his big old eyes. Are you going to come? Are you going to come for daddy? Are you going to come? <sighs> and I am so quiet at this point. It's like this awkward fucking silence. And I'm like, all right, do something. Just do like noises. Also, like, so you do like those awkward ass moaning. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you right. just don't want to be there. And this is at the very, this very day, I, I numb myself. I, I remember I was like out of body. Yeah, It was like an out of body experience. Like I was like... Not getting raped violently, but psychologically, for sure, you're kidding me. And the reason why I cried on Mark's channel at this very moment, it was not because of the, the, this moment. I had the flash, the flashback of me, little, and not knowing what to say. And today I would have. And that's right. what made me cry. Like, ah, oh, you are so weak, you know? Like, yeah, you could yeah, have yeah. handled this so much better. That's why I cried at this very moment. I'm like, you did not handle this correctly. And so then you had the lineup, the bell, and the bell saved me. I'm like, I gotta go line up, I gotta go line up. And so Dennis was not the type of guy that would tell you not to work. Like he's like, okay, run, run, baby. Yeah, you yeah. know, like make that money. And I got picked. <laughs> Thank God. Saved by the bell. So in my little book, because I, I was writing my diary that was called The Extraordinary Stories of an Ordinary Girl, mm-hmm. I wrote as a title of this little story encounter, it was called Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. love that. Yeah. Literally. I mean, that's exactly what happened. I love that first story of the first guy at the brothel was pretty pivotal for you too as well, right? It was awesome. So awesome guy. He was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, this guy was loaded. I don't know exactly. Like he had properties. He had like a bunch of stuff. But this guy was loaded. Yeah. And um, so it was a progression. He, he groomed me. That was called grooming. You know what I mean? But the thing is, again, when something is fresh and thrown at you for the first time, you're not trained. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty much as is. So you don't know what's happening to you. You kind of, you know, you go with it. And so I was not realizing what he was doing was grooming. He kind of like, okay, he tested the water. Okay. She's going to be fluid. She's going to be easy. She's going to be like Play-Doh. 
And uh, with Sawas, because I mean, the, the, the amount of money and also he was super nice and mm-hmm. handsome. We had a great time with him. We fucking scored threesome. Uh, he had his girlfriend. I mean, like, it was like fucking shit show with him. Yeah, definitely. He trained me sexually really fast, for sure. <laughs> he, he, he kind of awakened my wild side in a way. Because mm-hmm. my ex-husband, I was not allowed to even like open that side of me. But he, me embraced it. He paid me for it. But how long, let me ask you a quick question because I jumped to the brothels, but like, you know, before you got there, how long after you left the bank, you know, did you do your escorting or, you know, see clients on your own before you went? Oh, so it was just eight months even after that. So, so the swinger party, Mm -hmm. I did it for eight months after that. Okay. After, after, so, okay. So after I left the bank, I did for a few more months at the swinger party, but it's couples. So it's. It's getting repetitive, and I, I'm like, okay. And, and I saw the show. I told you, you know, the 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 cat house. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's let's level up. You know, like, okay, fucking couple check. Like, can I actually work at a brothel? And this is how, like, it was a challenge to myself. It was weird. I don't know. Can I do this? Yeah. And I emailed Madame Suzette, and they hired me in no fucking time. That was ridiculous. Like, they even paid my my plane ticket on the house and everything. And there were a couple different houses, right? And each one was very different. So the one was the Bunny Ranch, fucking great money. It's the top cat. Okay. They right. actually put the top cat there. But mm-hmm. the thing is you become the thing when you are the Bunny Ranch, you are um kind of a, a small fish in a big bowl. A, a, a small fish in a small bowl, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Because because you have all those big heads. You had Air Force Amy, you had Brooke Taylor, you had Cammy Parker. I mean, those girls are on TV. They promote the shit out of them, so of course they're gonna be the big, the big makers. Yeah, uh, the the girls that make the most. And so now, when you go to the love ranch, I was the biggest fucking fish. I mean, I was a big fish in a small boat. I was getting picked all the fucking time. So of course it was more. I took advantage of my position there. I was like, you know, the top fucking cat. So that was great. And then I went to the dump, the love ranch, <laughs> south in Las Vegas. That was like, I mean, uh, I, it, it's even hard to describe with words. We didn't fucking have windows. <laughs> you didn't have windows? windows? No, no. It was complete darkness inside of the room, which is cool in the morning because you don't get awakened. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like a box. Yeah. We like I felt like a prisoner there. And you should see the girls that were there. There was always fight. Wow. Like, I couldn't even understand what they were saying most of the time. You know what I mean? It was a communication fucking problem there. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck I'm doing here? You know, the clients, it was cool because once they were there, it was so isolated that they kind of felt like they could not really just go back. I'm all right, let's pick one. And I was always the one getting picked. So in a way, I made like a shit ton of money there. But the conditions were not cool. So bye-bye. I stayed eight days. Yeah, at that one. And I had like wonderful fucking time actually because I turned everything into my own circus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I have to, I have to, no, yeah, put me anywhere and I will, I will turn it into something amazing for sure. Well, weren't they, was, were they still filming when you were in any of the houses? Like, didn't you fuck, isn't there a Ron Jeremy story where you fucked him for the, was it on the show or were they filming at the time? No, it was not on the show at all. It wasn't, okay. It was awkward too. So, okay, so I'm talking with him. Nobody even is telling, nobody's talking to him uh, because I'm arriving from my shower or whatever. I'm arriving in the parlor. So I'm like, literally like. You know, I'm not sure what's going on, but I see this guy at the at the bar. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I always make sure with the ladies, I would look at them like anybody wants to talk with him. You know, not to cut them. I just arrived. So I don't want to just walk straight to the client. It's kind of a code, you know, like, you know, make sure of what's going on. Don't be a dirty hustler. Mm-hmm. So 
I asked the lady, anybody wants to talk with him? Nobody's going to be like, oh, no, it's a waste of time. Or, oh, no, it's wrong. You know, nobody, nobody's going to book with him. So now nobody's telling me shit, of course. So I'm going. I'm kind of like throwing myself into the den. Yeah. So I'm like, hi, how are you? La, la, la. He's telling me he's wrong, but I run, but I don't know Ron Jeremy. I don't know porn. I don't know all this shit. So hi. And we're talking. Obviously, he's asking me where I'm from. And he's teaching me his story about friends, <laughs> about the World War II. I mean, the guy is. <laughs> Super, super smart. Honestly, we had like a very intellectual conversation. Mm -hmm. And then he arrives and he's making us line up and he's making us, you know, sing happy birthday for Ron. And Ron is picking me. But okay, so we are getting like, I don't know, drinks and champagne and like like the, the room ready. And there is a girl who's telling me like, you just got picked by Ron Jeremy. I'm like, who is he? He's like, oh, he's a famous sponsor. So it's nearly a couple of minutes before I'm going back to the room with him that I know who he is. Mm -hmm. so now I'm with him and he's demonstrating a bunch of shit to me like a bunch of sexual trick how his dick goes up and down he has complete control over it um, he fucked me for five minutes though that's <laughs> it it was actually really quick he was very annoying because for 20 minutes he was really trying to negotiate without the condom mind you I have no idea how much I'm getting paid because yeah. this is pretty much like Danny's friend so you just go you don't fucking ask questions uh it was oh my god so it was good and not i just wanted the hour to be done with yeah so i can yeah. like fucking run to the window and make sure that i don't get fucked in the process so i mean we were done in no time and again it was really annoying that 20 minutes where he really really went over and over not wearing a condom i get tested all the time like i do not give a fuck i don't get bare dick inside of me nobody yeah. unless it's to procreate mm -hmm. period so then, okay, I can, you know, I can actually respect that after 20 minutes. Well, thank you for respecting that, bro. Um, and then he fucked me. Literally, he, he asked me to go, dirty style, can you bend over? And he fucked me for not even five minutes. <laughs> and then he blamed, me on the, he blamed it on the condom. <laughs> he was, he was, I never heard that before. He that he came too condom. fast with the condom? He Only it's the opposite. Was, That's hilarious. He, he, he counted down. He said five, four, three, and he came on zero. Yeah, he had control over everything, this guy. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, there was there was another story where I think you were being filmed and like you weren't really supposed to fuck the guy, but you were so hot and it was so good that you're like, just it put it in me. Right. Isn't that isn't that that's what got caught on camera. Right. I was awesome. Yeah, we were on set and mm -hmm. uh, we were actually it's a soft core. Like when we did the production with uh, with HBO, which is for Cinemax, it's yeah. a, you know, channel, the same production. Um, it's soft core. So we were absolutely not obligated to fuck. They made it clear with us. You mm -hmm. do absolutely whatever you're comfortable with. You are not forced to have penetration because it's not going to be any close-up anyway. So this is not what we're concentrating on. If you look at the show, it's a lot of like, you know, the, the point of view are really like, it's not clo it's no close-up. It's really soft and bubbly. It's a cool show. They did a good job. So the thing is, when I asked them to just show me a couple of minutes of it, he looked so funny. He didn't look right. He didn't look right. So I just told him, like, listen, just fuck me. Let's just do it right. Because if I'm going to be on a fucking channel like this, you know, it's a big channel. Mm -hmm. I want at least to 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 look like I'm fucking like a fucking porn star and not like a, you know, like a, like a phony. Yeah, he was phony. He didn't, he didn't look right. So we fucked for real. And then when they said cut, yeah, we kept going for a fucking minute too. And uh, the, the production slowly started, like, leaving. Oh, they watched for a minute. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and you, you have, like, fucking a 15, 20 people on set. A lot of people. I mean, you're not alone. It's yeah, a yeah. whole performance. Yeah. So I went with it. 
Was yeah, my 15 minutes of fame? <laughs> not really. I mean, you're you're like on your way. I mean, you're pretty famous on YouTube. And then you, ha- I mean, you could, if you really put yourself out there in other ways, I, I just feel like you would go viral anywhere because of how fascinating you are, right? I mean, a lot of people have co- made comments like, oh, your accent is fake. And I, I don't know. But I mean, I could listen to you talk about like lint on the floor. It would be interesting, you know? So I, I don't know that that was your only 15 minutes of fame. I think you have a lot of stuff in your future. But, you know, what about like, because you talk about all the sex that you're having with these clients, right? Like, how is it different if you're getting fucked all the time with your clients and you're doing like really well? And I know that you have the balance between you and Francesca. What is sex like in your regular life? Or do you even uh, wind up doing it? Or do you have enough with your clients? Like, how does that work? And that's the thing. Um, on peut le faire en français, d'ailleurs, pour tous ceux qui doutent que je suis française. We can do it in French, for the one that doubts. But um, uh, just like a cook, okay? Yeah. Cooking as a, you know, as a job all day. Mm-hmm. The last thing you kind of want to do when you go home is to cook more. Right. That's <laughs> what I would think. It happens like that. Yeah. So sometimes I, uh, I would have a, a big day, you know, and the last thing I would uh, really be into is to have more sex with my partner. And that would be frustrating for him because, like, you know, obviously, like, you have all those strangers that has, you know, a, a piece of you. So then they would see it as, well, I should fucking be able to put my dick in anywhere too. No, bro, you can't. Because if you do, you bring the money as well. So either you pay her or you get paid. Just like <laughs> me. That is equal. But for you to think that because I am working uh, um, intimately, <laughs> that makes you uh, allowed to be intimate without working. That right. doesn't make no. That's not equal. That's not balanced. That's not how I'm gonna do things. So, um, a guy that can thrive and respect what I do is what I need. It's really crazy combo that I'm looking for. I don't yeah. think it exists. To tell you the truth, I don't think the guy that you know fits me even exists. It's too much that I'm asking. I don't believe you know? that. No way. Uh-uh. I'm asking a lot. I'm asking a lot. I'm asking a lot. Though uh, I'm asking him to just you know. Not to put my job in the middle of us because the job has nothing to do. If you're a janitor, your job has nothing to do in your relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're a sky hostess, your job has nothing to do in the relationship. If you're a doctor, your thing has nothing to do in the relationship. When you're an escort, boom, suddenly it's a problem. Yeah. It should be regarded, it should be um, looked at any fucking job. You do not utilize it against me in the middle of a relationship. And this is too easy. This mm-hmm. is too easy. Yeah. Have you, have you had boyfriends? I know that you have like this one millionaire friend. I'm really curious if you're still, you know, with him. Oh, man. So we know each other for a fucking long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. At this point, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I'm not sure what the fuck happened the night we did meet, but something quite electric. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I, I had to, you know, post because I am in a castle. I am in a setting that is extraordinary. But it's not that that made me come that night. It's impossible. It's his dick that made me that made me come. It's the physical that made me come. It's not his infinity pool. It's not you know the fact that he's like a multimillionaire that made me come. Yeah. It's not. It's mm-hmm. impossible. It's 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 his energy. As a matter of fact, nine years later, every time we have sex, I come. It's the only human that I think he has like a ninety nine percent success so far. Like yeah, I come literally nine times out of ten with him. So uh, it's it's 
really sexual mm-hmm. what we have mm-hmm. it is soul to soul we have a soul connection yeah definitely an intellectual connection now pose this guy you gotta understand he does not like nothing and no one okay yeah he is an hermite uh, that is he's a digital hermite he is super good on the computer like he's one of the he's in is is einstein this guy okay this guy <laughs> is clearly one of the smartest human on earth like I mean, you should see who wants his consultation and how much they would they would pay him just to talk with him. Right. He doesn't want to talk with anybody. Do you want to tell? Do you want me to tell you something fucking crazy? Yeah. The guy is a multimillionaire. Okay. Like, keep in mind, he's a multimillionaire. All right. One of the richest dude, at least in his fucking neighborhood, and he goes uh, flying couch. So the hostess in business class do not bother him. He'd he, rather go to coach. Oh, so hilarious. Serious? It's oh, crazy. That's... I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy. And mind you, he has a million miles with a private jet. I can imagine. But because yeah. you have to deal with hostess and pilot and all this shit, he doesn't want to fly private. Interesting. It's crazy. So, pose. I'm an escort. What the fuck I'm going to do with a multimillionaire in a relationship? Because I am not going to quit my job. He knows that. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> Uh, I want to, you know, like, I think your relationship is not always in picking the tab. Here I am finding myself picking the tab for a millionaire. And, you know, let's just pretend. Let's just pretend that you're not a millionaire today. Just to show you that, you know, it's my turn. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Okay. There is a lot of women, especially Russian ladies, Mm -hmm. that would target him and only him. I am not a sugar baby, so I don't want him to take care of me. Right. At the same time, how I'm going to, you know, put my brick in the relationship, the guy has already 20 bricks. So it's impossible to place myself. I need to feel needed. Right. I need to like feel like we lean in on each other, not leaning on each other like that, but, you know, like, not like we, it's, you know, like we're not profiting from each other, but we need to be like balanced. You know, you put your brick, I put my brick. Okay, this house is half and half. How are we going to fucking like share a property together, uh, you know, when I don't have that much to fucking put into it? Right. When he has everything. That doesn't make no sense. And I'm not moving into your house. I am not moving into your house. Just as much as you're not moving into my house, we're moving into our house. How we do that? Right. Et cetera, et cetera. I can go on and on. So it's not going to work. It's just won't. Now, have the blue, has the lines ever blurred with him? Like, I mean, did you ever feel like, because I would assume that a guy like that who really can't connect with anyone and doesn't want to really, but does probably with you, you know, that, you know. Yeah, he tells me I'm his white person. I, yeah. I'm like, Sean, because I'm shocked. Come on now. He, he really hates everything, everyone. I tell him, yeah. let's go to the Burning Man. The Burning Man. No, he, even that gives him panic attack. And this is the best place on <laughs> earth. So you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a very, he's a very particular person. I can spend literally five hours talking with him mm-hmm. and not even see the time go, go by. Right. It's amazing with him. It's magical. I can pick at his brain. I always lose the battle. He always, you know, proves me wrong. Um, he's, he's, he's cool. He's a cool motherfucker. I love him. I really do. I love him. You know, of course, I have love for this guy. Right. But mm, a lot of things are against us. And again, like, like people are going to be like, is she weird? The fuck she's talking about? She doesn't want to be with a millionaire. I do not want to be with a millionaire. Would you ever, like, if you met a guy that was perfect in every way, shape, and form, but he was like, you know what, I don't want you to do your work. I mean, would you ever give that up for? Impossible. Impossible. Right. If I quit, it's on my own basis because right. I, I will quit for him. If the guy is slightly, 
as me, this is, that means that he's not taking me as is. Yeah. That means that he's, he's pretty much giving a chance to the potential that he can make out of me, not mm -hmm. what I am as is. There is a big difference with the two. I actually met one. Okay, I met one like, oh my God. Uh, he was the shit I can even fucking like describe. We met in Palma de Mallorca. He's Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I actually use Tinder to find weed because I don't use Tinder to hook up. <laughs> But oh my God, so funny. When, when I travel internationally yeah, and I am in a little town, I always put in my bio absolutely no hookup, absolutely no sex. If you're local and can hook me up with 420, then uh, hit me up. I mean, it's 100% success. So far, it works oh, 100% mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is I'm still picky with my dealer because I don't just swipe. I'm like, oh, you're, you're cute. Okay, I'll deal with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and so, so funny. I see this picture. I see this picture with this guy with like a beautiful tattoo sleeve, green eyes, gorgeous. So I'm like, okay, swipe. Boom, it's a match. And he's local. He's like, hola, hola, okay, I can help you with weed. <laughs> he arrives. I swear, because what's funny is that Because I guess if I was looking on Tinder to hook up, I would have had a loser. But because I was not looking to hook up, boom, Murphy's Law, I'm getting this gorgeous dude. Oh, my God, I can't. And he, I don't know. It was like love at first sight or something. Like, I remember we looked at each other and that was it. And we stayed two and a half years oh, with wow. each other. Like, that first night, it was ridiculous. We stayed until 3 a.m. just, like, staring at each other. Like I, like, I was just, like, smitten by him. And we didn't fuck right away, actually. Mm -hmm. We fucked the second, yeah, the second night because he asked me the first night, do I go back with you in the hotel? I'm like, cabron, uh, uh, uh. you go to La Casa, I go in Mi Casa, and maybe, <laughs> maybe perhaps tomorrow, maybe we can meet again. And he texted me like 8 a.m. You know, like he, he had me in his head. So I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. He just woke up this motherfucker and he's texting me. All right, I like this, I like this. So we saw each other after work, after his work, he was working. And uh, yeah, we spent the night together and I think we start fucking around 10 p.m. and like, the sun was up when we, when, uh, yeah, we when realized you like, just <laughs> for like, like six, seven, eight hours, I don't even know. And it felt like 10 minutes. I, I got completely lost. It was very tantric. It was like, I never got fucked like this. It was beautiful. And so I remember like, I'm like, what is this guy doing to me? So he, he, long story short, I'm going to fast forward, but he came to America. I came back to Palma de Mallorca. He came back again, and I came back twice. Mm -hmm. It's oh, his fucking mom. Um, he works, you know, Spanish style. He's very family over there. Very family. La mama, la mama España, she's everything. And it's a family business. He's the pillar, okay? They work all together. She told me, listen, he cannot come to America. It's not like I don't want to. It's not that like I don't like you. But he cannot leave. If he leaves, our business crashes. You come, they were trying to, you know, convince me to, to move to Palma. What the fuck I was going to do in Palma? Right. What the fuck I was going to do there? It's dead. It's like Ibiza. It's a, it's a ghost town when it's not, you know, summer. Mm -hmm. It's only alive like three months a year. And then the rest of the year, it's a ghost town. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to die there. It's not, our relationship is working because I'm a happy person. But if I'm not happy and I move to Palma and I'm all, you know, alone, it, it, it's not going to work. So right. we had to let it but he did not mind about my job he didn't want even he didn't ask questions he, he didn't ask questions we talked about it for a minute he would sometimes you know have to go out of the house for a couple of hours while I see your clients he had no problem he didn't even look at me differently nothing nothing was different it was it was amazing with him ah 
Yeah. And then why did it end? It was when you couldn't move to where he was and, and because yeah, you were just too long distance. Yeah, his mom told me he's not going to America. So what are we going to do now? Are you coming to Panama? No. So what are we going to do? All right, well, we, we have to separate. I could not hold him hostage, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, long distance are complicated. And now I, I would assume, I mean, what? like, first of all, give out, like, shout outs if you want to for your... Instagram. I mean, I know I followed you on Instagram and I don't really look at people's stories really, but like I get sucked into yours. Yours are the only ones. And sometimes it's like, it's like you could, it's fascinating stuff that you post on there and you're not even. Oh, it's like a whole series. What? It's a whole series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there is somebody who told me that he's not watching Netflix anymore. He's just watching my stories. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't ever watch anybody's stories ever. Like I just don't have the time. I'm a single mom. I have my show. Like I'm like so busy, but I will fucking watch yours because they are so interesting. And then you just get sucked in and there's so much stuff going on and you're so real. And that's why I feel like, you know, there, God knows what you could do if you wanted to. Like when you think of like, oh, 10 years from now, or like, do you have any plans? to maybe do anything different. I know you have talked a lot. I heard you mention, oh, you know, in, I'm writing a book. Is that something that's, you know, in your future? I mean, it feels like my voice is my book at this point. I can yeah. talk exactly, you know, like um, exactly about all the story that I was writing in my book. Yeah. It feels like nobody really is, write, is a reading mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. People, are, you know, <laughs> yeah. people but- are behind their screen now. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to start a YouTube channel eventually. Mm-hmm. I, I just usually let things unfold organically. Right now, yeah. it's I have so much on my plate that adding on, uh, it would be me not having a life. Yeah. So right now, I kind of like how I juggle with things between my social life and my escort life. Mm-hmm. And now my digital life, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it's it, I'm adding on to my plate. So I'm doing this slowly to where I don't get overwhelmed. And because when you put too much, then um, the work is not as precise. So right. if I want to do a YouTube channel, I want to make a good job out of it, not just something, you know, uh, in between clients where I'm rushed, you mm-hmm. know, right now. Right now, I don't know how uh, my life is going to be 10 years from now. I'm yeah. going to be happy. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I have some plans that are getting consolidated. I don't know. A lot of things are pending right now. So I will know more in a few months. Okay. Right now, a lot of things are unfolding naturally and organically, yeah. And listen, if people want to see this shit unfolding, I mean, you, like I said, put it all out there on your Instagram. Can you give out yes. your Instagram? Yes. No, no, no. Let me tell you the Instagram. Yes. Yeah. So pocket-sized Frenchie. Pocket-sized Frenchie. I'm going to put a link. Yes. And they're yes, going to yes, follow yes. you. They'll see everything playing out. I mean, I'll know what your plans are in a couple months when it comes out because you'll be talking about it. I mean, that's what you do. You really, you know, very open and honest about who you are and what you do. And I think it's like amazing. And that's why you went viral. And that's why I think that, like you said, that that girl that whether you were doing the bank or you were being an escort, you just like do it to perfection, you know, and like you could have a podcast and it would be huge. Your voice is very powerful and, you know, it's it's interesting to see where you are five and 10 years from now because whatever you're doing, you'll be successful at it. Thank you. And let me tell you, be the last thing I want to tell you is like, you're not a bully or anything, but like you, like, don't fuck with Fr- <laughs> Frenchie. Oh, uh, no. Never fuck with me. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. So there is like this renowned pimp called Sharp. Yes. And 
um, he went on the soft white underbelly as well. And a lot of people in the comments would comment, Frenchy and Sharp, we want to see a face-off. We want to see them in the same room. We want to see a debate. Okay, let me check who is Sharp. First of all, I do not like pimp. I do not believe that a woman's hustle should be a man's, the man's hustle. I don't think a man should hustle a woman out mm -hmm. of her own hustle. Okay, that's her hustle. If he has his own, great. Okay, now, right. you are, that, now that's a partnership. If you don't, that's an ownership. And that's not good. It's it's almost like um, a very strange uh, master-slave mm -hmm. dynamic that they have. And the girl is submissive to it because she does, you know, give the money to this man, right? Yeah. So there is like this, this agreement where just like a master-slave relationship, you know, I, I agree for the corporal punishment. I agree for the orders. Some women do need that. Okay, check. Let's just say that this is a lifestyle. I can understand. It still doesn't change the fact that a woman's money is, especially the way it comes from, should not be collected by a man that does not have his own hustle on the side. That makes you a fucking pussy. Okay, that doesn't make you a man to me. So this motherfucker, at first he, he talks very, like, like a philosopher, like he kind of, we have a lot in common. This is why people wanted to see us in the same room. Like it's a pimp philosopher, she's an escort philosopher. Let's see how that can, you know, work. Mm -hmm. It's no way it's going to work. The motherfucker, He's going to tell you what you want to hear on Mark's channel. But then he goes on the jumper and you see he's a complete bully. So whatever words of wisdom he was talking about, he's contradicting himself with, with action. I'm going to tell you a few things he would tell to those women. He would tell those women, if you a woman, you should not have mileage on your pussy. Well, too late, bro. Excuse me. If you want me to be a whole uh, right there, uh, I am not going to fucking read up, uh, you know, meet the expectation right there. Your pussy should not have mileage. Uh, so what if he does? So what if he does? Yeah. Your dick has mileage, no? That makes you a good fuck usually. Well, guess what, my love? A lot of guys, like, you know, the guys that fuck a lot, they're not even good in bed. <laughs> How about that? So your dick has mileage for nothing. You know? For absolutely nothing. Now you're going to tell ladies that he told Blue Jasmine, when you're a sugar baby, you go after the property. Well, sure, you're a sugar baby, right? Since you have hoes, since you're a pimp, where is your properties? Because if you're going to tell something to somebody, you need to go after the property. Well, you go after the property too, bro. Right? Right. How are you going to advise someone something you cannot even fucking do? He's going after um, Kasumi, telling her how nasty she is and blah, blah. Kasumi is a multimillionaire. You think she, she truly gives two fly shit what this pimp fucking thinks? Listen, there is nothing this man can teach me. I can teach him. I can, for example, when he called me because he went at me, I eat him alive. It's very embarrassing for him what I catched on, on, on video. Very embarrassing for him. Right there, I can actually like really go on YouTube and actually like completely kill his, his uh, reputation by editing what he says and how he contradicts himself. Right. In, literally like, yeah. He is a bully. When you're a pimp, you do not tell your hoes not to have mileage on their pussy because I'm not sure how they're going to be good hoes if they're not <laughs> going to have any mileage on their pussy. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. Somebody wants to object? Anyone? Right. Come on now. So this motherfucker, if he wants me to be at his show, the Shark, the shark Tank, that is like complete trash and it's like a burger away from being Jerry Springer, um, he has to pay me. Absolutely. I, I'll go. Absolutely. Let's do it. But right. you pay me. 
absolutely you pay me who you think I am. A free a free hoe? No. For once it's a pimp who's gonna pay a hoe. Right. Hello. That's how I know he's broke because he makes he made views out of his wisdom, but he makes a lot of views out of the fights. And that's how I know he's broke because who who would do that? People loved you for being wise, but what he's paying is the fight. So let's be a fighter now. So you went from a wise man to a fighter for money. That's when I know you broke. <laughs> this is, and I know all of this, and this is like, I saw the the messages. I mean, you put, you put everything on blast. Like, that's like I said, what you goes down. This is why I know all this stuff because I'm just like you. mesmerized by your stories. You know, you go on and it's always something new and it's really interesting and you don't let up. And, I, you know, a part of me admires that. Do you ever give shout outs to, you know, your escorting business or like, I mean, do you? No, I rather right. not. No, I keep it separated from. Yeah, I try to keep it separated. I have plenty of hits. Yes, I get it. Yep. As is, so I don't want to add on. It's it would be me being uh, again overwhelmed. I just like my pace. Yeah. Right now, and yeah. I don't like to you know tsunami myself. I like the surfing, uh-huh. but I don't like the tsunami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I don't do Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, all right, so go follow her on Instagram. Thank you so much for calling in. I feel like we touched a little bit on a lot of things. And I'm sure if you ever want to come back on and tell more stories, this is just like the tip of the iceberg with you. Literally. Oof, yeah. I'm yeah. a very multidimensional. Yeah, That's totally. And thank you so much for calling in. Like I said, you're fascinating to me. I can't stop watching your stories. I hope everyone follows you. And, you know, I'm sure we'll do a part two. I'd love to. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to talk with an actual adult. (laughs) No, but really, really, I mean, come on, you know, it was uh, a little bit frustrating to have to deal with two little boys and no cross, you know, I could not put no point across. So thank you for allowing me to, you know, talk and, you know, close my case on certain things. And yeah, like people can use, utilize the information, hopefully. Uh, I do not, you know, promote or advise any woman to do this. I don't glamorize it. I think that if you are a nympho and you are an orgasm dealer, yes. If you are desperate and on drug, no. I wanted to clarify that. Yeah, that's really important. I remember you talking about that and I felt like that was another thing that's like real life. Some people want to paint a picture, even if they know it's not the truth, but you're really straight up with how it is. You could handle it, but you're like, it's not for everybody for sure. I'm super French. I mean, I, I cannot, you know, sugarcoat. Yeah. French people are not rude, okay? We don't make small talk and we're not superficial. We're very much in depth, okay? This is why American people are not understanding when they go to Paris that you don't make small talk. You don't expect the server to go faster because you tip them. This is not our culture. We don't have the same ways of life and American people look at it as rude it's not rude what's right. rude what's rude is to look at it as rude and not trying to understand the depth of French people we're very deep we don't make small talk but when we do talk it's deep yeah and it's when we exchange the number is to call each other it's not like oh nice to meet you let's exchange number and Instagram and for nothing because there is no like it's womp, 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 nothing after in France when you exchange a number it means because you went that deep with right. that person. And now you're going to carry on that relationship for a minute. That's how we do it. We don't do small talk. It's very awkward for us to just talk about the weather. We don't do that. We talk about 
Yeah, Thank no, that's you. what I love about you. That's what's so interesting. I don't, but I just think you're even more interesting than most French people. You're just, you're just one of those people that that's why you stand out. Like I said, that's why you went viral. And that's why I was dying to get you on my show. <laughs> I already knew all of this. And I know that there's so much more because like I said, I watched all your other videos. So you'll have to come on for a part two and we'll do, we'll talk even more. But thank you so much for calling in Frenchie because I know you've been busy. Thanks thank for you. calling in. Merci ma chérie. Bye. Bisous. Bye. 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 Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.